Let's move on to Atlanta season three. So Atlanta is finally back uh, after a four year hiatus uh, of the show. I mean, we talked about it and we did an initial review for when they dropped the first two episodes of the season. We have that review up on now on YouTube. Um, but we also talked about we also mentioned how everybody from this show has basically become a huge megastar. Um, Zazie Beats yep. and Brian Tyree Henry and Lakeith Stanfield. Um, you basically see them in every other movie, it seems like now. It's like they're, you know, I just was at the theater when I went to go see Men. And, and what was the trailer that premiered before this movie was the movie with Brad Pitt, uh, Bullet Train. And who's in it? Brian Tyree Henry and Zazie Beats. They're both in that. Um, they, uh, you also saw Zazie Beats and Lakeith Stanfield in The Harder They Fall, which was on Netflix. We reviewed that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're, they are everywhere right now. Um, Brian Tyree Henry, he's in the MCU. He's was in internals you know what i mean so yeah yes. um their careers are really popping off so that's probably one of the reasons why it's been so long since we've come back for a season three um maybe they just you know don glover didn't really have maybe he's just cultivating those ideas getting us all together for season three yeah, uh, with his wife pregnant again oh well okay yeah well shout out to him shout out to him getting his wife pregnant you know having another kid shout out to him for that um and they did season three and four back to back and season four will be the final season of this show um and with this season three it's kind of a little bit different um <laughs> uh yeah finally atlanta has to end sometime um no it doesn't no it doesn't <laughs> uh but season three is a little bit different than what we've come to see from past atlanta seasons the past atlanta seasons um we've been noticing like with the show as it's been continuing it's kind of gotten weirder and weirder and had these kind of avant-garde uh, heightened reality type of things that we've seen pop up in different moments and seasons um like in one episode of the past seasons you had the, what was like an invisible car um there was another episode where brian tyre henry like he was seeing these different images of his parents like of his father when he's running in the woods and having this kind of like his own kind of episode um and with this season they'll do like one episode where it focuses on the main cast so you see urn and you see Paperboy, and you see uh lakeith stanfield character darius and you'll see zazzy beats you'll see the the main cast um but then they'll do like an anthology episode where it has nothing to do with the main cast um and they're basically just he's just does his own thing there writing wise um i call it he's basically doing white mirror uh donald glover comes and just make makes a basically a white mirror episode there and um you know so it's very it's been very interesting to watch how have you liked that um you know what i mean of them kind of doing like a one where they focus on the main cast and one doing something that isn't related to the main story at all it's interesting that everyone keeps saying they're not related but i actually think i was actually looking for like specific um easter eggs because i was like i know this is all connected i just don't know how um well actually, actually uh yeah well actually yeah you mentioned that the ending they 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 show you a little bit how it's yeah, connected yeah it was all i think it's connected more by region or time like I, i'm pretty sure none of these people do things without a deliberate choice right we're not dealing with a director of men where he's like fuck <laughs> it yolo right like these they have a, a specific reason for why they do things so um, I absolutely love this season. 
I don't know why people expect um, normal, I guess, or conventional story. That's a better word. I don't know why people expect conventional storytelling from Atlanta. From the first season, you should have known this was not going to be typical. Um, your typical show. And surrealism is always a major theme in the show to begin with. So I was, I, I had no problem. I was really confused why everybody was bitching about it, actually. It was starting to get on my fucking nerves. Because it's like, so y'all just like it being weird enough. But really, like, um, what was that episode um, with the with the Michael Jackson Oh, Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins, yes. Like, that episode was weird as shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> completely bonkers. Like, what were y'all expecting? For real. Like, haven't you gotten it through your head that they're going to push all your boundaries of, of reality within a grounded sense? Like, that's why I love Atlanta, because they still know how to ground you. But they will push the boundaries because that's what it's like to be black. So, um, again, some of y'all are missing the point of the point of view of the characters of the story and the people writing the story. <laughs> They're all- so, mm. um, but this season three was, it was amazing. The first episode fucking, whew, I said, this is where we're going, huh? <laughs> This Uh is what we're doing. And even this last episode, like, when I found out the name, the reference, and then I immediately got her reference, uh, the way she was dressed, I was like, oh, okay. I'm finally getting, like, the resolution with this character that she really is, like, if you watch uh, Zazie B's character from season one to here, you kind of can see that it was already, her, her, her mental was already deteriorating. Each season, mm. it was just like, all right, is somebody going to help her? Is somebody going to help her? Is somebody going to help her? And this is what happens when she didn't get no help, mm. right? Um, which is a normal reaction for anyone who's trying to escape uh, an unhappy life. But I like the way they resolved it because they could have done more. But, again, we're getting the fourth and final season. And um, I feel like with her character, with Van's character... Uh, she, she's her redemption arc is gonna be nice to, because she she gives such a an honest and vulnerable portrayal of that character, because that character is really messy, um, and we haven't really seen Van like this because Van in the previous seasons was the person who was the logical one, right, the one who kind of grounded. Um, you know, Donald Glover, because he was the one who was always off somewhere. It's interesting to see those dynamics switch in this season. That was also very interesting to watch. Um, And to see him really just kind of become a shell of who he, like, this life he thought he wanted so bad, he finally got it. It's like you only want it because it allows you to kind of stay comfortable and be the same person. There's no real evolution, which I think is going to, he's going to spiral and lose his shit. So this season was very much just like, I feel like setting up like the, the kind of the climax of each character really stepping into their own authentic selves uh, by season four. And Paperboy, again, hands down, 
<laughs> That's my nigga. I love his character and I love how he portrays him. He's just so I love cause he's me. He's me. Mm-hmm. He is. Like especially when that one episode where that white dude wasn't trying to give him his money <laughs> when they was playing that poker game. Yeah. Bro, I was just as mad. Like why are you playing with money like that? Like I love Paperboy because he really his character really represents like like that kind of cultural relatability, but he's still not a one note character. Um, this I just love this season. Everything about the season I really like. So mm. what do you how do you like it? Um, well, with this season, um, you know, so like I said, first starts with this episode, um, this, I mean, this season where it discusses Devonte Hart, uh, which was the true story, uh, of a black child got adopted by two, uh, white lesbian, uh, women. Um, and then a tragedy ensued, uh, with that where it was a murder suicide, um, situation. Um, so that was a very interesting way to start off the season. And like you said, where is it all going where is it all leading to um and there's the opening of that episode kind of comes back in the final episode here um which is which is very interesting um and what it was kind of building towards um having kind of these different like you see with these kind of characters um earn who i think a lot of points earn was the main character that we did follow for the first two seasons um in atlanta um with donald glover and now i think with this season he's very much relegated more to the background um i i think more than he has ever been before um and you know even when uh paperboy when he's trying to have uh, a discussion with him about you know just a casual discussion about how things are you know what i mean how are you you know what i mean it's such an awkward conversation and these are you know, these are cousins, you know, these are people who've known each other their whole lives, you know what I mean? Now they're working together, now in more close proximity to each other than they've ever been probably in a, in a long time. And it's such an awkward conversation, and he doesn't seem like, he doesn't even know how to answer that question of, you know, how are you, how are things, you know, because, you know, he has everything, you know what I mean? Hey, and it seems like he's better at his job now, being a manager, than he ever was the past couple of seasons. He seems he's learned a lot there. And then a lot of what this season in season three is taking place in Europe, where they are in um, Amsterdam. Um, so they don't, they're not even in Atlanta. I mean, the only time you see them when they are in Atlanta is when they do these anthology episodes. Um, so that's kind of very interesting there uh, to kind of see that take place. And then also for a show that focuses on a rapper, I don't think I've ever seen him perform or rap, I don't think, ever in the entire series. Um, you know, that's something very interesting, too. Um and I think, you know, it does a wonderful job at kind of, you know, you know, exploring all these kind of different characters. And by I think now I think more of the focus is on Brian Tyree Herring's Paperboy, I think, uh, than it than it was. Um and but everybody still kind of gets their own episodes and their own time to really delve in kind of them in this and, and Zazie Beats has her moment where you finally kind of figure out what's been happening with Van. Uh, because I was kinda of wondering like what the hell is going on with her and uh, you know, she's pushing people in the pools, and you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? You know, <laughs> yeah, I was like, what the fuck is going on with her? Um, but you kind of you, you finally kind of get the answer to that. Um, do you think this season is the most uh, how to word it? Is it the most socially conscious season that we've had so far of this show? Mm, I would say yes, especially with that. And uh, auspicious uh, cameo of Kevin Samuels in, in episode nine. 
Um, <laughs> and also with Chet, Chet Hanks in what episode? I think it was five. Mm, I, th- I think it was. Was it? I thought it was episode eight, maybe. Uh, was it? Maybe it could have been. It probably was. But having Chet Hanks in there doing a, an accent, I think this is the most. Um, it, it's 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 hard to say because yeah, the previous two seasons they weren't less socially aware. They just the lens was a lot more on an interpersonal and kind of like internal level versus this season really just shows how interconnected everything is even when you're across the pond right so i think it just shifted how it views a lot of philosophical political ideological like topics and socially what they always kind of hit because it's always social they always have some type of commentary that's why I love the show, but they also do. I think the yeah, the last few seasons a lot more personal. This season, um, like how you said, even episode one, I believe that was his. He woke up from a dream, right? Like that was because he woke up at the end of that episode with Erm to go somewhere. Mm. Um, which is why I was confused why people were like, these are separate episodes. I'm like, no, it's literally all like, girl, what? Um, so for me, it's just. I think this really is speaking on just how things kind of haunt you, um, even when you're not in the same. Mm. I think that's kind of where they shifted that lens mm. when it comes to like social issues. Yeah, um, and that was episode seven. So the one with Chet Hanks was Trini to the Bone. Um, Trini to the Bone. Uh, yeah, but I think I wonder do they know they're being parodied? Uh, I mean, I, I saw Chet Hanks. I saw him. He was doing an interview with Z-Way. Do you know who Z-Way is? No, I do not. Oh, she does a show on HBO. Um, it's like a talk show, like a parody talk show type of thing. And she interviewed him and she asked him, like, do you feel guilty about anything? Do you feel like you're doing cultural appropriation? And I mean, he straight up just said, nah, you know what I mean? He's like, nah, right. you know what I mean? He's like, nah, you know, social justice warriors, you know, they're on my ass, you know, they should go away. Um, all that stuff like that. Boy, you what? <laughs> Yo, um, daddy, Tom Hanks. Um, so I mean, that's that's what you know. That's what he said. So, um, I don't know. I mean, because you also had the episode after that called New Jazz, which had Liam Neeson on this. Um, which they brought with the Liam Neeson being on that episode, they brought up the whole incident that he had where he talked about um, there was that time he was on a talk show and he talked about that his friend got raped by a black man and so he hunt he started he wanted to hunt down black dudes and kill them and things like that. Um, so there was that whole big controversy. So they mentioned that in that episode in the new jazz episode with Liam Neeson. Um, so, uh, but it, that conversation, it's not like him apologize or anything like that it just is a conversation of him going like well you know when he's trying to when he's talking to paperboy he's like yeah but i'm white you know what i mean yeah it was bad for a little bit but you know i got back and you know best part of being white is that you know i don't have to learn anything if i don't want to um you know you notice the name of the club they're at yeah uh cancel club um yeah yeah the cancel club i mean i i'm (laughs) Hanks, I don't think he was aware. Just like I don't think Kevin uh, being parodied, and they were parodying them. 
that's a meta that's a shady ass meta but i liked liam neeson's conversation because liam neeson did acknowledge though that he was i'm also gonna fact that i'm white and i can get away with this shit and i think the fact that he even agreed to like play that character that way and bring that up means he's well aware of like he fucked up he's like that's the best apology you can give me because now you understand your privilege and now you really like outside of this you know that i can i can expect your behavior to change your mind to change because we're on the same level of understanding of just like why you even why you even like have these racist feelings because it was rooted in racism he was also just upset but i like how he played that character for real Mm. Um, Liam Neeson was awesome for that because he could have said fuck you you know what I mean (laughs) but I think it's a testament to the writers and a testament to what Atlanta is really trying to show us which is layers upon layers upon layers it's never like super black and white Mm. because Paperboy was up in there in the club yeah and so people had an issue kind of with maybe that um, like with Chet Hanks or the Liam Neeson cameo, maybe it's that, well, you're still paying them and you're still giving them attention. Um, they won't get paid anyway. You know what I mean? So you don't have like, you know, any, any like Chet Hanks being in it. And so it's like, well, you're still, you know, he's still profiting off of being that guy that he is, you know what I mean? Or anything like that. He's going to profit any, his daddy is Tom Hanks. <laughs> Yeah. That nigga was set for life from jump. What is y'all talking about, bro? Like, sometimes people are talking, and it don't be making no sense because it's not rooted in reality. Mm. Whether Chet Hanks was on Atlanta or not, that nigga gonna still get a check. Liam Neeson just dropped a new movie. I saw who. Shut the fuck up. They gonna get a check. So mm. that argument is moved. I'm not gonna get mad over that. What I do like is the fact, like I said, in that episode of Trini to the Bone, they was high key making fun of that nigga. That's why I wonder if he fucking knew. Mm. You know what I mean? Like when you watch that, Atlanta ain't sitting up here saying the shit he doing okay. Mm. On below, if you really look at that episode, it just shows that like there's appropriation and there's people who really think they trinity to the bone, even though they're not Trinidadian, but they feel that way because they they grew up around it and created their own personal relationship to it. Mm. But like. Just like that little white boy who was doing that, you know what I mean? It, it it forces you to understand that not everything starts out malicious. That little white boy wasn't malicious. He was raised, you feel me? He was raised with that culture. Are you going to then tell him that he's not part of that culture, but he does have a personal relationship with someone who influenced his life, but was a part of that culture and influenced him with that culture? You know what I mean? Like, it right. questions. So it's just like with Chet Hanks and him showing up, I think Atlanta is forcing us to be like, but this person really, what if they really did grow culture? To me personally, you're still a goofy as fuck nigga and you're not Trinidadian, so please stop. Mm. But we can't always just write it off as appropriation when it starts to deal with people who deeply believe that's a part of their identity. Um, yeah. Which, again, is, is, is fucking creepy. Like that whole episode was creepy as fuck. So, the, I'm interested in how nobody was talking about the cameo. 
Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we can get into that one. Uh, with the Trinity, I'll say this about the Trinity uh, to the bone episode. And, and you mentioned how somebody can be just raised in that culture who's not of that culture uh, because it was kind of, you know, commentary on, you know, maids and witnesses of how, you know, you had, you know, black women who were taking care of, you know, children of white children. And when the parents were kind of away and you see kind of these two parents, they're not bad parents. They're just kind of yuppie seems like you know kind of not that almost involved in the kid's life you know to to a heavy degree and it's mainly on the on the responsibility of the maid who's the one that's taking her to taking him to school who's the one who's you know you know uh, uh talking to him and 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 really forming a connection with him and even there was even photos she they even did a whole little photo shoot together you know what i mean photos well, that, Brad, that photos was the parent teacher night they missed that they had the audacity to be like parents miss it and it was like bitch but you didn't have to and that was a picture of her going to the parent teacher night even when he was getting walked down the hall he was like um she walked me all the way to class this bitch was gonna just stand there and let his you feel me like it just shows you how literally people can use money to not fully take on the responsibility of parenting Mm. Um, but then when a question what influences their child, they leave it up to somebody else to take care of them. Mm. Yeah. Um, and then uh, with the uh, episode with Kevin Sanders, so that's the rich wigger, poor wigger episode. And this episode is kind of, it's in black and white. Um, a lot of people, I was looking at reviews uh, for some of the episodes, um, and they were mentioning that a very similarity, like a Passing, which was the movie that um, uh, was directed by Rebecca Black. Uh, by her, which came out out on Netflix, which we reviewed for the site as well. That was a movie with Tessa Thompson and Ruth Nega in it, um, and it was all about how this uh, the story was about how this you have this black woman um, there, but she passes for white. You have that people who you know who can, who can you know who are black but still can kind of pass for white. And this story is about kind of the same thing. You have this kid who's in high school um, who is you know even though he has a black father that you see. Um, he's able to pass for white, even his friends, you know, he's got white friends, even his friends don't know that he's, um, you know, half black. Um, and you see that Kevin Samuels, she shows up in the episode, um, and he, he gives a speech to the school and he says that I'm giving everybody a scholarship. Um, well, not everybody. I'm giving all the black kids a scholarship, um, to college, you know, full ride, um, paying everything like that. And then all the course, all the black kids in school, they're celebrating, um, and that causes the kid, the kid who's half black to go like, oh shit, you know what I mean? If, who you see that he's hated his black side because he, you know, talks in racial slurs, um, you know, like when he's playing online, um, and things like that. And very much has tried to really, seems like gone more with his white side. What, what did you think about that episode? And you mentioned that the episode was making fun of Kevin Samuels. Uh, why do you, uh, what do you think the joke was on Kevin Samuels in the episode, and what's your opinion on the episode? <laughs> yeah, I probably should reword that. I don't think I think they were making fun of Chet Hank for sure. I think with this episode with Kevin Samuels, um, it was really just showing how black men gatekeep blackness, how black men, especially those like Kevin Samuels, because remember it was a panel, it wasn't just him. Yeah, George Wallace um, was one of them. Um, I don't yeah, know who the other they, dude was. Uh, I don't know either. Um, but it talks about kind of how the patriarchal structure that exists um, in the identity of blackness can really sit up here and, you know, 
be the, the, the final say on what it is to be black, which I think was beyond ironic and to the point of just intentional to have someone like Kevin Samuels who self-professes that with his ideologies and his podcast um, and people who agree with his views. Um, he, he, he often came off as kind of like paternal, kind of, I'm here to, to, to tell y'all how you should be living your lives, right? It was the Bill Cosby 2.0. Because um, for some reason, everybody needs a Bill Cosby. Well, not everybody. Um, or any type of male figure that could teach them their foundation for being a black man, clearly. So it's interesting that in this episode, you had somebody who had a dad, you know, but didn't really connect. But the dad also, you know, is just not really connecting with his son. He's not negligent. He's also just like, I'm just trying to teach you how to survive, which is most black parents, regardless of gender. That's how we're raised. We're just raised to survive. And so this kid, albeit you can relate it to passing, um, it's similar to the Fresh Prince, uh, the newer version uh, with Carlton, where he still, though, is the only black kid. Well, not the only black kid, but he's still in a predominantly white school. So if you, you know, play on the basketball team or play on some type of sport and you interact with these folks, um, you're going to need to learn to how to adapt to whiteness. So he did what he needed to do to survive high school. Um, could he have chosen something different? Of course. But then you're also choosing to be ostracized. Because um, just because they're black folks don't mean that that social group accepts you just because they're black. Which uh, you also saw play out mm-hmm. <laughs> in the end. Um, so I really think this was just speaking on young folks uh whether you're black or mixed or passing, really just constantly having your blackness questioned um, and defined either by, you know, patriarchal figures within the community, um, by having to survive white spaces, right, and creating that identity. Um, And of course, these are still just kids. So also viewed like how this impacts teenagers and youth. Who are literally still developing their brains, you know what I mean? Who will do contradictory things and do whatever they need to do to fit in. Um, and <laughs> which I think is interesting why that the ending so like oh god, this is really how it you're showing us the roots and the origins of this type of mentality that exists. Mm. Um, uh, when it comes to to blackness, because that ending was. Ne- um, so you mentioned like so we talked about like you said there was a panel of people. So when he says like there's going to be this scholarship that's going to be handed out full ride to all the black students, there has to be it's not just that easy. There has to be like a trial that you have to go to where they have this open trial of like and then he says like like what what's going on um the the kid the main character and he's like well it's not really just I mean you just it's more than just like looking black you actually have to. There's, a, like I say, uh, you know, what it goes into what is being black and what does that mean and, you know, you know, you know, blackness and what does that all entail? And they're sitting there asking him a, a series of questions. I, I What was some of the questions? Like they said, what what do you mix with Hennessy? Um, you know, and things like that. I've got a, what was another question that they asked him? Uh, uh, 
I forgot. Oh man. Uh, I forgot. It was couple, yeah, it was. It was just so rapid fire that I, I even. But I knew the answers to all of them. Um. Dang! <clears throat> I now want to look it up because those questions were real. Those. Yeah. Um. There were some good questions being asked in the episode. Um, and then, so I'm, I'm also reading here that the, the Kevin Samuels role was originally offered to Steve Harvey, uh, originally. Oh, that would have been even better. Oh yeah. They coming for them. Yeah. Um, but they said that that fell through and then they gave the role to Kevin Samuels. Um, Stephen Glover, um, let's see, he's a person who works on the show. He commented on the cast and Kevin Samuels, he says, um, he says, I'm a black man, so to me, Kevin Samuels isn't that crazy. He was he was an old black man. Uh, I think we've all met some version of Kevin Samuels before in our lives. We probably have a family member who who is Kevin Samuels. Um, so, yeah, I, I could definitely see Steve Harvey uh, in that role. Definitely. I could definitely see that. I mean, also. Um, uh, but, I mean, that that is... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess I kind of see that with the cast and Kevin Samuels, especially how eerie it is that this premiered and then he passed away, like, um, the week after it premiered, um, he passed away. I know, I feel it was... The week before. Oh, yeah, the week before. Yeah. Um, it was like, yeah, it was like right around that time, and then people started watching it later. I was like, oh, shit, he was in the last episode. Yeah. So I think it was reported that he was in the last episode, but I don't think it had aired yet. Mm, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was, uh, yeah, that was something, yeah, most of, that was kind of, yeah, really eerie. Um, yeah, and what kind of, what were else, like, your, when you, you mentioned the final end of that episode, what were kind of your thoughts on that? <laughs> Man, it's funny because he's still performing. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, it, it's still a performance, especially when... He interacts with actual black women, but he he still has no intention of being with black women, which I think is an important message to drive home that I think a lot of people miss. Because when his ex girlfriend walked in there, she was like, "The fuck?" He was <laughs> like, "Yeah, girl. Well, I'm pretty sure now you wouldn't have talked to him. He was looking and acting like this, which is why he was acting like a white kid. So can you really blame this kid for doing what children do, which is perform?" So that they're accepted by their peers. You know what I mean? Um, but then again, now you see it is that he's not a child anymore. He's still performing. Because that's not really his identity. He didn't grow up like that. So it's like, regardless, he still pursues this kind of like acquisition of what he thinks people view blackness as. Because he has no reference for his blackness. And then that, he, he also feels ashamed of his real foundation of blackness, right? Which I'm pretty sure a lot of biracial and multi folks um, go through. But yeah, that ending of the episode was just like, bruh, <laughs> this is how it starts. This is somebody who really thinks this is what it is to be black. Mm. You know what I mean? It was just it was just relatable enough, but still, it still didn't feel authentic. Um, and he still didn't get that fucking scholarship money. No. <laughs> And then, you know, at the end, you know, when he gets rejected, he feel you know, he just so, you know, angry, he goes to burn up the school, then he meets another person who's there to burn up the school at the same time. Um, and that person is Af well, they said was he African or was he Jamaican or He was African. Okay, yeah, they were like he wasn't black, which again, you know, you, you have this 
absurdity specifically with black Americans and again those type of father figures who gatekeep what it is to be black. Yeah. And then he was another person, like you say, he was African. I think he was Nigerian, uh, maybe. Um, and then he said, like, he got rejected, too. Um, and then the main character, the lead character, the one who was biracial, was mentioning how, like, well, I mean, I guess, yeah, that is true. Because, you know, you're not American black. You know, you got roots and you got a place, a home to go back to and um, things like that. So, you ha you know, you have a specific thing that you can tie back to and not like a, a traditional, maybe black American um there um so i guess it speaks to the diaspora between black americans and you know uh black you know people from africa who are black and then also other like jamaica and you know so on even in you know black people in latin american countries what's the point like what how does them knowing they roots change the fact that they just said this in franchise right yeah i mean yeah <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it gets into kind of that weird thing of litmus testing, you know, what is blackness and, you know, what is being black. And I get, you know, that's what the episode was all trying to show there, um, with that episode. Um, and then some people also mentioned, you know, speaking of blackness and everything like that, um, Donald Glover, who is the creator of the show, um, do you think that there are some things he does in, in, in this show, like he's trying to somewhat process that you know what i mean or analyze that himself um you know because I, I know he's spoken about his experiences um kind of growing up um maybe not feeling black enough uh you know what i mean and then people call you know have questioned his blackness and then you know him they does he does he, is he married to a, a white woman or i thought she was asian or yeah he married to a white woman yeah, uh, which I'm not saying is um, I'm not saying that's bad or anything like that. I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm just bringing up what other people brought up to the conversation, things like well, that. I mean, really, what gets brought up with Donald is when he used to do his stand up. He tried to play that whole "I'm a nerd black that black girls didn't like," and it was like, "Shut the fuck up with that bullshit." There's mm. plenty of black nerdy girls. It's just the bitches you happen to win wasn't <laughs> for you. So it was kind of just like he went through that phase and then realized, I mean, he's spoken about it and has taken it back of like, no, I realized I was saying some shit. And that's the only reason why I still fuck with him. He admitted the shit he was saying was, was dumb as fuck. But um, we also have to remember that this Atlanta isn't just written by him. It's also written by his brother. So I don't think anyone's trying to like validate their identity through the show. If anything, they're trying to show folks that there's layers, again, responses and identities and intersections and just, again, like what the different, the different subtle experiences of what it means to be black and exist in this world. So it's less of a confirmation and more so just like <laughs> law and order. These are their stories. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, right. so to me, yeah, I, I really don't get that. And um, I also think, like, I, I really wish I could interview Donald because I feel like I would ask him the right question. I, I've seen interviews of people ask questions, and it, it made me empathize with why he don't. Because I feel like people just don't really. People just will take that show at face value and enjoy it, but really, 
there's just so much there that they're always like that's why I love this show because it it's able to be black and reference blackness to where we understand it but also touch upon so many other aspects of it that are not delegated to race and they do it so well like with Van's existential crises and her mental breakdown to earn you know when he finally does pick this role of what he's supposed to do he's still like fucking happy Mm. Uh, out of all the episodes like all the episodes how would you like rank your favorite to least favorite um yeah thank you i was just gonna ask i was gonna ask what your favorite episode was um yeah so if i had to pick a favorite episode uh this is tough um i would i think my favorite episode is the big payback if i had to pick maybe a favorite episode i would maybe go with that one um i just think that one is the most surreal uh maybe the funniest um that we 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 saw this uh this season um and that episode the big payback dealt it was all episode about reparations um so this was a uh a thing where you know uh you know that all the white people got contacted that, hey, your family way back in the day owned slaves, so now you have to pay um, you know, this amount of money uh, in order to people. So I, I thought that was re- uh, really ridiculous. Uh, there was a lot of great moments in that, especially with that one scene where that dude, he was driving away and that dude was running after the car like and get out or something. Like That was hysterical. I died laughing at that part. That was great. <laughs> and then you see the guy from the first episode that was in the opening scene he was also in um, this episode talking to uh, the main guy of that episode um, where he's he's trying to his whole life is kind of falling apart there um, getting this news. He's like, I'm not rich. I don't have money just, to, you know what I mean? Just to do, dole out all this stuff. Um, sure. And then that same guy that was in the beginning of the first episode, you see show up again in the last episode. Um, of like apparently he has the same name um, as the make as Earn uh, Donald Glover's character, um, so that's kind of very interesting there. Um, so I would say that was my favorite episode. Uh, my least favorite episode, not to say that, I don't think there was any bad episode this season, but I think Cancer Attack probably was my least favorite one. If I had to pick one, I think that one doesn't really stick as much, especially. There was a plot line in that episode. Maybe it'll come back later in season four, but it didn't come back in this season um, because that episode was about um, Paperboy lost his phone um, and he yep. was trying to find it and he was interviewing this guy. They were grilling him like it was like a Law and Order episode. Um, and when he was trying to talk to him about it, grill him about it, um, you know, you know, you, he, they also had somebody who tagged along with them from a prior episode. That was the episode. Uh, where they went to a party. That was the episode that the guy wouldn't give him his money. Um, this kind of fancy party there. Um, and it was the old man in the tree. That was that episode. And they met a guy there. Um, and he realized he was the one that stole the phone. Um, so that plot line didn't come back up in this season. Maybe it'll come back up later on. I was going to say, yeah. Because when I saw that, I was like, I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Stop uh. hanging out with that nigga, bro. <laughs> Um, so I would say that one. So for you, what was your least and uh, episode, least favorite episode, and most favorite episode? You took my favorite because I did love the big payback. I thought that shit was fucking hilarious. Um, three slaps would have to be. I think I think three slaps is the best 
directed, written, and emotionally impactful. Um, especially when it, because it has a completely different ending. And just the way it starts. It's, a, it's just a great, well-made, like, introduction. I wish the last episode was just as strong as the first entry. Um, the first entry really set the tone of what you were going to get out of this season. Um... I think also I I know I ain't gonna cap the the old man in the tree like, but I don't like when my money's being played with, bro. So I really <laughs> felt big. I really felt paper boy. I was like, bro, that shit is like, where the fuck is his money? And then just the interaction with the artist and that whole conversation of like, well, maybe this white person should pay for this this young artist to live, you know, mm. and and them kind of scam them a little bit. That was an interesting topic. Um, to bring up, and I'm glad they did that. Um, I guess my I don't think I have a lease that I like the least. Maybe episode two. I think it would be the interrogation, just because it was so uncomfortable to watch. Um, but definitely the last episode was the most. Uh, that that episode would probably be also my top five. Hmm. Um, just because I love Van, I love Van's character, and I and I appreciate. Um, where they're going with our character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was a great episode. The episode with Van. Um, that was kind of fun to see what's happening with her. Um, and, uh, you know, her kind of freak out at, towards the end was also very interesting um, as well. Um, yeah. Um, I, I really love this season. Would you say this was the best season so far? You said, well, I'm sorry. Uh, would you say this was the best season so far? Um, I definitely liked it more than uh, season two. Okay. So, yeah. Mm. I yeah. definitely liked it more than season two. Yeah. Um, my personal yeah. I would need to rewatch all the seasons again to get my... I mean, this is fresh on my mind right now, seeing the season three. Uh, but a lot of interesting takes he did with this season... Um, you know, a lot of people coming in, different, you know, different writers that were coming in with these episodes, um, and having these anthology type episodes were very interesting to watch. Um, I'd love to see an anthology series from Donald Glover if he does that after Atlanta. Um, like I said, I'd love to see that. Like I said, make White Mirror, you know what I mean? Black Mirror's coming back, make White Mirror. I mean, it's also a hero, I always, I'm gonna make sure I always say his name right. Um... Because he's mainly the director, Hiro Murai. Yeah. He's the one who directs a lot of it. And I actually think I like this season because it's really mainly him. I think Donald Glover only does like two and then they have one other director. But it seems more like cohesive in style. Mm. It seems a lot more um, mature, actually, the way this is put together. Just even from the production standpoint, if you look at the production value of the season, it really did increase. And the cinematography in here, too. It's just a really well-made, well-crafted, like, season. This is, and it's odd because it's the third season, but it just shows that it gets better with, it just gets better with time, mm. personally. Uh, what rating would you give it? Um, I would give this a... Whew, man, season three Atlanta. What a mindfuck, honestly. But I enjoyed the ride for sure. I would give this a 9 out of 10 
<laughs> nine out of ten Google searches for uh, a retreat and spa because I I I ain't gonna cap. You gonna need a break after watching this damn show. Mm. My brain is just <laughs> done. Like I think I redefined who I am after watching this show. <laughs> mm. So yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I would, for me, I'd give it a strong tune in. Um, I think this show is, you know, uh, you know, very great. I think, like I said, it does improve uh, a lot of stuff it does, uh, with the season. Um, and, uh, I love the choices they made, uh, with this season. Um, and I guess now they're just like, listen, we already solidified. We can just do whatever we want. Um, and we're just going to make whatever we want. And I like that. I like that, uh, that artistic freedom that's here. Um, so I'd give it a very, very strong, uh, tune in myself. Um, yeah, this was one. My bad. That's the right one. Tune in. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, this yeah, this was a wonderful season. You know, you know, discussing the wide variety of topics, social issues. You know, involving black people, involving you know different classes of people. That is uh, very very interesting to kind of see. Um, and I mean, uh, yeah, it, it is very interesting watch. Um, and the fact that a show like this is on network, uh, well, not network TV, well, uh, FX. I mean, it's on you know cable, but yeah, uh, I was gonna say it's a network. It's not like one of the the tried and true, but yeah, it's it's there. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if this season doesn't like. I'll be surprised if it doesn't win an Emmy. To be honest, yeah, I'm pretty sure it's gonna win quite a few awards, like quite a few. 